my son came in the other night. He was uh, scared and he was tear-filled. I did ask him, by the way, if I could share this story. Uh, and he said that would be fine. He was laying in bed and he had saw the dark around him. And he was scared. He started talking to himself. Not audibly or anything like that, but he started talking to himself internally in his mind. And he started telling himself things. Things that something was lurking in the darkness where he couldn't see. And so he came upstairs and he came running to me and he said, Dad, I'm scared. He said, there's something in the darkness. I said, what's, what's there, son? What, what's happening? He said, there's something in the dark and it's going to get me. I said, what's in the darkness? He said, I don't know, but there's something and it's going to turn me into a pumpkin. He was telling himself a story that there was something in the darkness that was going to get him. In the unknown, he was writing his own narrative of what was happening. What do you say to yourself when you're afraid? When there's unknowns and you're scared and your heart starts beating faster, your chest gets tight, your legs feel weak, what do you say to yourself? When your vehicle breaks down or, or the job's on the line, who do you look to? What do you say? When your relative is sick and, and the doctors are baffled, where do you find hope? What do you look to for assurance? When the doubts are swirling and, and perhaps enemies seem to be raging against you, how do you find peace? When the storms of, of life are raging and perhaps the boat, your little family, feels like it's taken all it can handle, what do you do? When your marriage is troubled or relationships are damaged, where do you go? What do you tell yourself when you're afraid? That's the question we've been asking as we've been going through these series for the past couple weeks. And the Psalms are where you go, right? The Psalms are where you go when you want to know what to say to yourself when you're afraid. The Psalms, as one person said, uh, Kyle Strobel, he said, the Psalms are a training ground to shape our prayers. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the child learns to speak because the parent speaks to the child. The child learns the language of the parent. So we learn to speak to God because God has spoken and speaks to us. In the language of the Father in heaven, God's children learn to speak with God. We repeat God's own words and we begin to pray to God. The point being is that we look into Scripture and we, we learn how to speak to ourselves. We learn how to speak to God. We learn how to navigate the various levels of human emotion. They're all throughout the Psalms. In Psalms 56 specifically, we see so much on prayer. <coughs> or on fear, excuse me. See, Jesus was another one who was known for praying or speaking in Psalms. Perhaps you know of the one where he says on the cross, along with the psalmist, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
He used the language of the Psalms. So we follow his example. We use the language of the Psalms. We look to the Psalms. We speak to ourselves as David here, as other psalmists speak to themselves. And we speak to God in that way as well. So this series is built upon the idea that the Psalms teach us what to say to ourselves when circumstances and emotions have overtaken us. How do we go, for, how do we go to God and express these things? See, in this passage specifically, David was afraid. He was fearful. Those first two verses, he says, Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long, a, an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly. Verse 3, he says, when I'm afraid. David breaks what many might consider to be, I don't, but many do, the cardinal rule of masculinity. You can't admit to being afraid. That's not allowed. Never afraid. My daughter asked me the other day, Dad, what scares you? Right. Often you want to say, and I, I want to say in that moment, nothing, right? Nothing. That's not the reality, right? The KJV talks about in this verse, it says that fighteth daily is the term that it uses. And, and Spurgeon, when he was referring to that, says that there's not a day you will wake up where your fear or where fear is dormant in your life. There is not a day that you will wake up that you will experience life where fear is completely not present. There is always fear. There can be rightful fear of God, which is a good thing. There can be natural fear of danger. If we were confronted with a real threat, there would be a measure of fear, and some of that's to preserve life, and it can be right. There can be sinful fear of man. There can be fear of the future, anxiety. There can be fear of loss and disgrace and pain, fear of death, failure, rejection, suffering. It can be fear of things like government even. That you're going to experience fear. Fear is a part of life. And there's not a day that goes by that you will experience fear. So you need to know what to say to yourself. And the idea in Psalms 56 is that when you experience fear, you need to say to yourself, you need to run to God when you're afraid. You need to run to God when you're afraid. So, so what does it look like to run to God when you're afraid? The psalmist here gives us great insight of what practically it looks like to do so. So we're going to look at four things specifically that you should say to yourself when you're afraid when you're trying to understand what does it look like to run to God, what do I say to myself? Here's the first thing you say. I need to trust God. Verses 3 and 4, he says, When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? You need to say to yourself that I need to trust God. I need to trust God in this moment when the fears are swirling. See, David does an interesting thing here. Did you catch this? In verse 3, he says, when I'm afraid, 
I put my trust in you, right? When I'm afraid. So there's this time he's afraid. But in verse 4, he goes on to say, in whose word I praise in God, I trust I shall not be afraid. So first he says, when I'm afraid. Then he goes on to say, I shall not be afraid. So is he afraid or is he not afraid? Or, or what's his point that he's making? That when we trust in God, when we, when we fear him or when we look to him, when we place our trust in him, other fears fade away. When our trust is in God, we're not afraid, right? We're not afraid of, of the swirling doubts. We're, we're not uh, driven to anxiety and fear of the future and, and a paralyzing fear. We're, we're not driven to that. We're, we're driven to, uh, to our trust and to a boldness in who Jesus and God is. And when we trust in God, all the others, all the other fears fade away. So when the other fears are front and center, that tends to be a sign that we're not trusting in God. One author put it like this. He wrote a very popular book within Christianity, and it was called, When People Are Big, God is Small. What's the idea? When the, when the, the wisdom and the, the perception and the fear of man is, is right in front of us and it seems so big, it's, it's what we're looking at, our God becomes very small. Our God becomes weak. But when we look to God and we, we place our trust in Him and, and we believe Him, our perception of man and how they can harm us becomes much smaller. He says, In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? The reality is, is nothing can happen to you, right? Nothing can happen to you by any flesh or any man that God does not in his divine wisdom allow. And so if our trust is in God, we know that he works all things together for the good of those who, who love him. We know that he has uh, secured an eternal destiny and home for us. We know that he acts in us towards an imperfect love. And so we know that what can man do to us? There's no need for this fear of man. When we trust in God and believe his word. Spurgeon also said this, this holy man here had such a piercing eye of faith that he could see the promises of God when he was at the lowest ebb of misery. He could see clearly the promises and the truth of God's word when he was at his lowest point. He, Spurgeon says the best demonstration of faith in God is to take him at his word. It's the best way that we can demonstrate our faith and our trust in God in times of fear is to 